When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people, all you cowboy degenerates still rocking with me. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live, streaming live on YouTube, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Yeah, I said it. Y'all degenerates just like me. Can't get enough of this cowboy's love, huh? Today is our third and final installment of the week, not complete, just of the week, of our hindsight series, and we are talking about the Cowboys tight end room. We're going to dive deep into the position uh, and why I believe, as you guys see in the thumbnail, or not the thumbnail, in the title, why I believe they actually stumbled into a bright future at the position. Yeah, I said it. I think they they stumbled into a bright future. I think what they wanted to happen at the position and what actually happened at the position, two different things. Thus, they stumbled into it. You could say, oh, well, Scott, they made the pick, so they, they signed the guy, and this that's fair enough. But we'll talk about all of that throughout the rest of this show. In the roundup, we do have a little bit of house cleaning before we get to the crust of the show. But just some things that are going on around the coaching world and uh, some updates via NFL draft stuff. Just little stuff that we'll get to that will kind of circle back around to these Dallas Cowboys. Good morning, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Um, like I said, man, y'all, <laughs> if you're still here, you know, 124, 8 something in the morning. If you're in the, West, in the East Coast, 9 something in the morning, the West Coast uh seven something in the morning nobody really cares about the mountain time but i care about y'all just not the the mountain time you're you're a cowboy degenerate 100 uh and it is what it is the sooner you accept it the sooner the, the sooner better off you will be let me just say that i'm here this morning to try to talk you through what we can and review this tight end position and i would say for the first i know i i think there was some good things to talk about in the offensive line but there were a lot of questions right uh, running back room, I wouldn't say that was a, a positive type of review, but I think this one, it'll have its lows, but I think it will end on a bang, and we should be really excited about uh, what we got in that room, uh, in particular because of our guy, Fergus Work. But we'll get into all that, y'all. Let's uh, hit this roundup real quick, talk a little bit about uh, this coaching updates, and uh, get into these draft picks. One, two, three. 
is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Well, I appreciate that, TJR. I appreciate that, man. And keep working. And keep working hard. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation, about Dan Quinn. (laughs) So Dan Quinn is in his second round of interviews per reports, or is going to be in the second round of interviews per reports with the Titans, Commanders, and Seahawks. A lot of coaches, not a lot, but, but coaching vacancies are starting to be given out here. Um, we're down to five, I believe, unless something has changed over the last eight hours. Five spots are still available. He's not going to get the Atlanta. He's, they're like, no, we've been there, done that, so you can rule that out. But the Titans, Commanders, and Seahawks will be interviewing Dan Quinn for the second time. I still think Seattle feels like the destination. Won a Super Bowl there. is beloved there. Uh, they could go for a defensive overhaul. And I, I just, I just think that that could be the place. Interestingly enough, there's a weird report out there that if he were to go to Seattle, he'd be bringing Chip Kelly with him. What? That's random as hell. But somebody brought this up yesterday. I don't know what the hell Chip Kelly's doing in in college. Uh, But if he's doing well enough offensively to, to get a look in the NFL again, good for Chip. I just know when he was given the keys to run an organization, he failed tremendously in Philly. But uh, maybe as a offensive play caller, Chip Kelly got something out. What? I don't know, man. Couldn't be me. <laughs> After what I see around the league, why would I pluck Chip Kelly? Uh, go pluck from somewhere else in, in the league where there's success. But ain't my problem. Potentially Seattle's problem. But the longer the Cowboy or the longer Dan Quinn waits, we talked about this before. The longer the Cowboys have to wait on other potential uh, coordinators out there or make their decision. And again, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but what if we go into next week now? We don't know what's going on with Dan Quinn. Those are that's two or three weeks where, okay, who's our new coordinator? Who's our new assistants? Who is going to be our new assistants? And do we have to change our draft board? Do we have to change our strategy? Free agency? Who who do we resign? Um, how do we draft? It sounds like, oh, well, Scott, it's January. You got a lot to go. I get it. But you've had scouts on the road for months looking at players that Dan likes. And if you bring in a guy that's completely different, they've got to go into overtime and switch it up. So I hate I hate this, this part of it. They're talking about respecting the process. I get it. Uh, but I'm just speaking as a fan right now and thinking about the small things. I would love for this to be over with so we know who – and what we're doing moving forward defensively. So the sooner the better for Dan, for the Cowboys, for Dan Quinn to make his decision. And if he's coming back, then we know, okay, whatever, Dan is back. Let's move forward and try to, you know, get better than what we were last year. So that's just where I'm at with it, man. This thing needs to, uh, needs to, to hurry up from a fan. I'm talking as a fan. You can call it selfish if you want. This is where I'm being real with y'all putting the fan hat on. This take it too dang long, Dan. Cowboys got eliminated two weeks ago. <laughs> Figure this out. Let's go. Anyway, um, we expected this, but I don't know, picked up a little bit of steam yesterday. Cowboys expected to get two comp picks for losing Connor McGovern. 
He signed with the Bills on a pretty lucrative deal. And for losing tight end Dalton Schultz, who signed with the Texans. Uh, that will give the Cowboys seven picks total. And they will not have a fourth round pick because they traded that fourth round pick for whatever reason for Trey Lance. And then they traded, they will only have one fifth round pick and one sixth round pick because they traded for Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. So Dallas only have seven total. Uh, so they'll have the, the full package of seven, just not extra picks, um, which seven is normal, but it's not a lot. Some teams have more, some have less, but most teams, when they're making a lot of moves, they, they are able to accumulate picks. Normally, I would say no big deal. You know, some front offices can flip, you know, picks. Dallas doesn't really do that often. They rely on comp picks, let guys walk, get a comp pick, uh, not really trading up in a the draft. They trade down, but... Hardly do you see them trade down and collect another second or another first. Hell, even another third. They're a very conservative drafting team. They stay put for the most part. They'll trade down a little bit for the most part. And they'll hit, you know. But when they don't, we talked about this the other day, it can hurt you. It can hurt you because we don't really partake in the other aspects, what I call the pillars of, uh, at this stage, winning championships. Not even just building franchises, but championship football. Nonetheless, though, Dallas will get their second, or we'll get two comp picks. Now look, the Cowboys season may be over because they could not close the deal. But that doesn't mean you can't stop by BT Furnishings and close the deal yourself. Oh, y'all thought we was finished? No, sir. At BT Furnishings, they provide inspiration to help you transform your home to represent the way you live. They believe style and affordability should be easy to get for everyone. That's why they have a wide selection of high-quality home furniture and accessories that come with lots of inspiration to connect with who you are at prices that don't cost an arm and a leg. If you're looking for quality furniture at amazing prices, stop into one of the four locations, Arlington, Dallas, Garland, or Plano, or you can go to btfurnishings.com to furnish every need in your home. That's BT Furnishes. They make shopping fun, fast, and easy. Sidebar, before we get into the rest of the show, Cowboys Nation. Oh, phone line, by the way. 351-999-3787. Phone line open. We can wrap about this uh, this here tight end group. Before we get into uh, the tight ends, quick little sidebar to go back to the Dan Quinn stuff. Before I jumped on here, I got a notification. The Packers fired their defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. So they didn't take long. They got eliminated on Sunday. Now, granted, I get it. Not quite the same exact situation. The Dallas Cowboys had a better defense total uh, throughout the season, although towards the end of the season, it it wasn't that far apart. <laughs> it wasn't that far apart. But it was a better defense. Dan Quinn was a better defense coordinator. I get it. It didn't take the Packers a long time. I know that's not how Dallas operates. They, they don't want to fire anybody and whatnot. Um, but like I said, the way that season ended, I don't think it was really emotion, but the way that thing ended, those were fireable offenses. That's all I'm saying. The Pack said he has to go, Joe Barry. Yeah, we held the San Francisco 49ers to 21 points, but we feel like we can do better. You got to go. So we'll see what they will do. Now they're in position to grab one of these defensive coordinators. 
you know? Subway <laughs> scat. I just wanted to, I meant to talk about that in the roundup, but I wanted to bring that up. Now, let me cross back over to this tight end position. You know, I just brought up Dalton Schultz, who is, is still giving us something because Dalton Schultz signed a decent contract, one-year deal, something like $9 million or four and a half guaranteed. I don't know what it was. Wasn't what the Cowboys were going to pay, nor should they have been willing to pay because they had a guy on the roster. But um, Dalton Schultz is going to give us a comp pick. And when I think of Dalton Schultz, when I think of this tight end room, I'd be remiss if I did not talk about the job that this man has done. Um, Throughout the last few years, I've kind of given him his flowers on Twitter. I've mentioned it here and there on on the show. But Lunda Wells, for those who are not familiar, is the Cowboys tight end coach. He got here in 2020 when things were, you know, strange with the COVID or whatnot. And he's been a huge reason why you've seen the development of a guy like Dalton Schultz who can develop into a reliable tight end for Dak Prescott and a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. He's been huge in getting good rookie seasons out of, you know, Ferguson at that point in time and and, uh, Hendershot with Dalton Schultz here. And obviously, obviously, he's been integral in the development of what I believe is one of the top tight ends in the league in Jake Ferguson. But... Lunda ran into some issues in 2023. Not when I say issues, I'm not saying it's him, his fault, but the Cowboys. Let me say that. The Cowboys ran into some issues in 2023 behind tight end one. And I think it kind of hindered, hindered their ability to be a quality 12 personnel set team with the package, right? And we know that the 12 personnel set, that package can be a cheat code. If you have the dudes in there or if you have the plan, man, you could do some good things out of it. We've we seen it get used against us. And if you don't use 12, well, then you use 21 with the fullback. Well, we invested in both of those things, but we did not use them at a rate, right? So we kind of really handicapped ourselves, we're being honest. But here's what I mean. If you go look at the last three seasons, the Cowboys were using the 12 personnel set as sort of a weapon, right? Um, Their usage rate in 2021, they were 13th in the league. In 2022, they were 11th. This season, 22nd. On first down, where, man, you you can come out, you can run, you can split them out wide and throw, Play action, there's a lot of things that you can do with that, that package. Not saying it has to be your primary package, but you know what I mean? It can be a weapon. 2021 or early downs, eighth. 2022, sixth. 2023, 23rd. And there's a reason for that. You know? There's a reason for that. And the reason why it's 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 a bit frustrating is because when you saw the diminishing returns for a guy like Michael Gallup, the 12 personnel package could have been a staple package, right? Because it can offer those mismatch opportunities. Both in the run game and the pass game. If a team wants to come out heavy, shoot. If you got one of them ones, you can make them pay. If you got a second tight end that can make them pay, you can make them pay, right? If somebody wants to uh, roll up on you with a, 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 a big tight, or I'm sorry, a big linebacker or cover safety. If you got 
a running a good blocking team or a good blocking scheme or plan, you can run on a small per, a small set. If somebody wants to come out like the Cowboys in big nickel, big dime for whatever reason, you can run on that, right? Dallas really couldn't lean into this package as much. You know, a lot of people will say, well, schoolmaker, good blocking tight end. I, I mean, that's what he was designed to be here for, but we'll get into to, to, to schoolmaker. We'll get into him. My point is, the reality of the situation is the Cowboys did not have a 12 personnel package that they could count on, if we're being honest here. Let's keep it a being. I, I don't think it's because of this, man, personally. Now, he's going to go to bat for his picks. He's going to go to bat for his guys. That's what you do as a position coach. Um, but but I do think there was there was some and I would love to know what was the infatuation and we'll get to it uh, towards the end of this. What was the infatuation with that position when you you had the evidence that there was a guy there? But before we get to that guy, let's kind of review the position in of itself, starting backwards with a, a guy who may be forgotten here. And this is a tricky one. Y'all remember John Stevens, Jr., right? The undrafted free agent out of Louisiana uh, was making some waves in camp with some athletic catches, was making some waves in his first outing in the preseason. The former wide receiver turned tight end. You know, he was turning heads. He was, hey, man, this John Stevens Jr. guy at camp. 6'5", about 220. You know, the understanding was, hey, you know, he's obviously got to put on some off-season peanut butter for sure. Um but he was he was a guy that everybody was looking at like, all right, he keeps this up. He, he going to make the team. And then it, it became, all right, he keeps this up. Somebody else is out of here. It ain't just making the team. Somebody's gone. Then in the first game against the Jaguars, towards the end of that game, they started to feature him. Um uh, Will Greer just he just started to spam John Stevens and it was it was nice to see granted end of the game likely against guys that aren't making the team but uh, you know this is this part of preseason is important for these type of guys um, and he scored his first touchdown and he was going into that second game high on the momentum you know ex- we all were excited let's see him build on that and um, let's see if he can push certain other players off this roster or at least you know to the practice squad. Then boom, he's tore, tore his ACL. That one hurt. That one stung, right? Didn't sting as hard as is is overshown. And we'll talk about him another week. But that one stung because you saw, you know, this this kid's ability and potential. So now he's going to return, but he's returning off of an ACL tear. And I got to be honest with y'all. And let me talk to you. I have to temper my expectations, right? I As much as excited as I am to see him come back, he'll likely be back for rookie minicamp and, and OTAs. And uh, we'll see about rookie minicamp, actually. But he'll be back for camp. I got to temper my expectations, right? We've been here before. 
these ACL injuries, we know that they take, you know, an actual full season to, to get over, mostly from a mental standpoint, sometimes from physical as well. And as much Cowboys Nation as we love what John Stevens showed in camp in preseason, and he'll probably get bigger and stronger, right? Maybe he'll be coming at 230, 235. I don't know. That's 15 pounds, a lot, a lot of weight to put on. But he'll come in probably at least stronger for sure. We saw what happened with Michael Gallup, Terrence Steele, Blake Jarwin. Uh, who else was it? Uh, Tristan Hill. Like, we, 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 we've seen these guys here where it takes some time, right? I don't. I'm just tempering my expectations is all I'm saying. I am excited for the young man to return and to to, to show his development, see where he goes. And, and hopefully, you know, it, it's he puts the ACL injury behind him. But I am on a wait and see approach for 2024. Now, 2025, different story. For 2024, I'm just hoping that he makes the small steps to 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 make the roster and eventually get the trust from himself and the staff that, OK, maybe we can have a, a role for this guy. Uh, but that is that is only a, a TBD to be decided. Tearing your ACL at a skill position on, on this team, at least, has shown that it can take some time. And that sucks because he had some promise for sure. Um, you even saw him kind of improve as a blocker. We knew he had the pass catching ability. The dude was a wide receiver. Um, you could argue he had better cast catching ability than one of the guys in there. But but what I'm getting at is John Stevens Jr. Bright upside, uh, bright future. Let's temper our expectations on 2024 because of the injury is all i'm saying feel me digs too charlie g look and digs all pro so so you know maybe his his curve is curve is a little higher right maybe he, he comes back a little better as opposed to an undrafted rookie who didn't play a single snap in real professional football you know and in an all pros play but even Diggs, we kind of got to be like side-eye a little bit. Like, hey, man, he'll probably come back and be fine. But will he be that Diggs in year one? TBD. We've been here before in Dallas. So Diggs as well. Anybody that tears ACL on this team, I'm tempering my expectations for a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Trade Gallup for Diggs. I don't think, I don't think they would even do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't think the Bills would even do that. Um, that 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 could be one of those conversations for Friday. I think I think this Friday we'll see. I might I might I might already have something for Friday, but we'll see. Maybe it's, maybe we can do one of the uh, Fan Friday questions on Stefan Diggs. Let's wrap to one of our guys, man, real quick before I get into the next part of the show. Jack Jack, what's up, Jack Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm good. Good morning, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. Sorry, yeah, I ain't, I ain't been able to call in, man. Man, your man, I had no, a normal cop of pneumonia, upper respiratory infection, influenza, all at the same time. So I was, I was, I was battling him a little bit, but guess what? Jack, Jack ain't went nowhere, yeah. I heard you. So I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, man, I just wanted to call in, you know, give my support, and and also, you know. Everybody, don't fret, don't fear. I know it was disappointing how we ended it. Um, 
I know when I called you and Vox uh, last time, and, you know, I was just talking about, you know, some changes definitely got to be made, and not just scheme, but an attitude. So whatever, whatever coordinators we bring in here, they got to have a different kind of attitude because everything is just so comfortable for us, and we expect we expect to win, but we're not putting forth the emotions behind it. Like anything, anything you fight for, anything you striving for, you know, you got to be in peak position. And if you're not, and if you go into that other, you go into that other part, and the competitors are out competing you, and at a sport that 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 you guys are all getting paid for, a say you love and you're dedicated to, then you got to play better. You know, and the emphasis, like I said, in the games where we were supposed to win. Excuse me. The games we were supposed to win on big games, we weren't prepared. You know, and that comes from coaching. That comes from attitude. You know, just like I just like I said before, I didn't want CD to go fight that man. But just like Brandon Ayuk, when they went to put hands on him, yep. Brandon Ayuk was in their face like, "Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here." He didn't just run run his tail and and just go pout the whole game. Like, come on, man, we can't do that. You got to change your mentality, bro. You know, y'all gotta y'all gotta change your physicality, but that starts with your mentality first. You know, so bro, you know, you keep on doing your thing. You uh, you and Vach always got a special place with a. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I, I man, I'm so off kill, man. With all due damn disrespect, bro. You know, I you know I gotta say it, man. Um, but yeah, man, keep doing y'all thing, and uh. Jack Jack be back to his old form and fashion in a minute, man. I just wanted to call in. Appreciate it. You, you know, bro. just give you blessings and peace, bro. Thank you, man. Hey, get well, dog. Hey. Get well. Yeah, yeah. But if ain't nobody got you, Jack Jack got you. Sick and all, Phil. <laughs> I was going to ask Jack Jack, you, you, you sure you just ain't sick of the cowboy shit? <laughs> Jack Jack got the, he said, pneumonia, pneumonia. You got it all. Influenza. Man, get better, bro. Yeah, that 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 Ayuk and and, and Juwan Jennings, like I told y'all the other day, I think it was on Monday. Shit, I, I got hype. I wasn't even my team. I told Foots, I think Foots had posted one of the videos of Jennings. I said, that ain't even my team. And I was at the crib. Hype. Like, yeah. That attitude. You had some goofies on my Twitter talking about something. Well, if he would have responded, he would have got a flag and you would have been mad. No! Get me started back on Twitter. Let's get back to it. So John Stevens Jr., he will be returning. I am excited to see what he does, but tempering my expectations. Sean McEwen uh, entered his fourth year with Dallas, but uh, he finished it on IR because of Hendershot returning. He went on IR in December. Pretty much what he is, a blocking tight end three, tight end four, McEwen is who McEwen is. You know, if this is the third consecutive season, he's played at least 100 snaps for Dallas. Um, exactly 100 snaps in 2023. And he spent over half of them blocking. That's that's who Sean McEwen is. Um, I, I don't expect him to be back, but I will say this. You do need bodies in camp. I, I'm not going to say camp bodies, but you do need guys in camp. Sean is, is, is familiar with this team. He's familiar with the offense, etc., the Big Ten room. He's been here for four years. It would not shock me um, if he were to return for camp. I don't expect him 
to make the team unless there's some type of injuries. But we're we're so far, we're, we're way ahead. But I don't expect Sean to retire. I feel like he'll go explore options elsewhere. Um, but if Dallas doesn't address it, like if they don't go sign a tight end three or four in the draft, I'm sorry, in free agency, then maybe they bring back Sean McKeown on a veteran minimum deal. He's not getting offers elsewhere, and, and he could return in that sense. But, you know, McEwen's not – he's really not a noteworthy player for the Cowboys, but I do want to tip my hat to him. He's, he's sat in there. He fought. Uh, he, he, he brought his lunch pail. But he's a guy you can obviously replace. That's Sean McEwen. Old Peyton Hendershot. Boy, boy, Peyton Hendershot fighting for his life, ain't he? He's talking about John Stevens Jr., boy. Peyton Hendershot was on his way out the door, wasn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe I believe Peyton was on his way out the door had John Stevens Jr. not got hurt. Now, they could have ran with four. They could have kept, obviously, they don't keep Ferg and Luke, and they could have kept Peyton and Stevens, but they do the same. They're supposed to do the same things. That's why I was figuring John Stevens was going to kick him up out the door. Now, Hendo had a prime opportunity to shut everybody up right out the gate. Right out the gate against the, the Giants. Hendershot goes up the seam. Dak puts it right on him. A dime for a touchdown. And he dropped the ball. No, no. He literally dropped the ball. And for the next two weeks, Hendo ain't see that rock again. He was primarily a blocker. Uh, then he got hurt in week three. And they put him on IR. He didn't return until December. Right? All right, Hendo. We wasn't getting much out of tight end two. This is your opportunity to once again let everybody know you're here, right? Miami. Dak finds Hendo. Right at the one, he catches that. He likely falls in for the touchdown. Drops the ball. Look, man, we were rooting for you, Hendo. We weren't getting enough from the other one. So we were rooting for you. Drop the ball. Um, he, he, you know, he lost all faith for most of Cowboys Nation. Then the Washington game happened, right? Goes out there, blocks a punt. And if you remember, I don't know if it was from, and he had a nice little hurdle catch. I can't remember which one, but if you go look at the sounds of the sideline, I want to say it was a block punt. You know, he's on the sideline. It's funny because I said this on Monday. I said, hey, Hendershot needed that. He's on the sideline. He's like, man, I needed that, man. I I needed something. I needed to build some momentum going into these playoffs, man. But he's going to need more than that going into the offseason. It just is what it is. Peyton Hendershot is is not safe to me. Um, That does not necessarily mean you – I swear, folks. We draft a tight end in the top 100, period, really. I'm going to lose my mind. But – that doesn't mean you you prioritize that position in the draft. To me, you you just go sign a guy. You, you sign a Blake Bell, and you roll. But I, I feel like you know with Hendershot, he's got an uphill battle to climb in camp. He's gonna need to report to everything. I don't remember seeing Peyton Hendershot over in the backyard that much. I could be wrong. I could be dead wrong. But I remember seeing Fergie. I remember seeing Luke. 
I remember seeing no fan. I can't remember if John was there or not. I don't remember seeing Hendo. Maybe Hendo was smelling himself a little bit because he had a nice little reverse touchdown, caught a couple touchdown passes. You know, he had a nice touchdown pass against the Jaguars, right? Maybe he's smelling himself. Like, I don't need to be there. I don't know. I'm just talking. I'm not I'm not insinuating anything. So don't go reporting. What ca- Breaking news. Skywalker still says Peyton Hendershot ain't give a damn about Dak Prescott in the Dak yard. I'm not saying none of that. I'm just saying. Where was he? So Hendo, Hendo's got a, a huge hill to climb. A lot to prove if he's going to be on this team next year. Um, and, and, and that's another TBD to me. I'm personally out on Hendershot as we speak in January. Maybe come August, he has a fantastic camp. He does some preseason things, and, and the data changes, and, and maybe I'll be right back on that bandwagon. But I'm not on it today, not as we speak. No sir, Bob. Now, before we get to the, the grand closing <laughs> of the tight ends, let's wrap to 100 grand. You see what I did there, bro? <laughs> I see, I see, I, I seen the setup. You know what I'm saying? I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> What's good with you, big dog? <laughs> I, I said this boy slick with it here, man. But, <laughs> but uh, man, you know, had, had to recover like everybody else. Mm-hmm. That game pissed me off. Yep. And the thing about it, you know, I live in the you know Jersey, New York area, and all the bars were full. Cowboy fans. Every single bar. Was it quiet? Was it and quiet? everybody at the bar, it was like a funeral service, yep. dog. Every it was quiet. Yep. I mean, for for the game, it was balloons everywhere. Everybody had their silver and blue. It was loud. It was just oh we are and then Bro. in the first quarter. It was a funeral. Yo, dog. it was the it same was way like... at walk-ons, honey grand. It was the same <laughs> way. We, we was just it was so quiet. Even the, and this is why I said what I said about Packer fans. There was Packer fans there, and they weren't even that, you know, that braggadocious. They was just chilling. I'm just like, bro, this is sad. This is sad, man. Yeah. It was a terrible day, y'all. It was a terrible day. It was terrible. Walking out the bar and just walking around with your silver and blue on, just looking sad. People looking at you like, <laughs> who died? <laughs> who died? You okay? It, it was terrible, dog. It was terrible. Worst loss we ever had. But listen, but um, I, I just, Sky, I don't care what they do. I don't care what they do. Nothing they can do is going to have me say, hmm, okay? What yeah. do I do? No, no. I agree. No, nothing. No, I don't care if they go out there and they get D hop, they go out there and they get the top cornerback, they get the top whatever. If they go in the draft and say, we're going to spend some money and get these top free agents, guess what that's going to do? Hit the Stephen A. We don't care. I'm telling you right now, that, <laughs> well, that's just, just, just going to be the fact. Me... You're going to have some fans that's going to, might, you, might, you might change some. Yeah, but not the majority. The, not the majority. The let me majority let me use like, let me know. use my analogy that I use for for uh, for Mike McCarthy. 
there's really only one way that you can move the needle, I think, in Cowboys Nation, right? We talk about the one. We talk about, you know, Doctor Strange or mm-hmm. one thing. And that is mm-hmm. by going all in. That won't really move it much, but that, that's like the only way you're going to move the needle a little is by going all that, in because that, that will show, okay, these mother... All right, look, they, they at the ends of the road here. They have no other choice but to push all the chips in there. But that's one out of a 140 billion type of situation do we really believe they're going to do that and even if they do we always going to have that thought in the back of our head i mean if i feel well, like they're still going to screw it up somehow so that's like the only well, way 100 grand that they'll move the needle a little bit but if they continue to do the same things they're going to dip their toes in the trade department dip their toes welcome. in free welcome. agency and, and then just continue to no. you know draft conservatively i, I yeah nobody's Nothing. nobody's not that we should have no. been buying jerry shit anyway but nobodyody's buying any of that man <laughs> Nobody's buying it, and and I think I think you know. Matter of fact, I don't think you know how the Cowboys are. They they you they may seem like see see Cowboys Nation. We look at the Eagles and say, well, Eagles got control of their situation. They 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 listen to their fans. The Cowboys listen to us too. They just react a little different than the Eagles uh, front office do, but they pay attention to us too. They may pay attention and make some moves a little late. But they pay attention, and they know we're done. Jerry knows we're done. Steven knows we're done. Will McClay knows we're done. And Brian, Brian Broder said, there might be a little bit of changes going on in this offseason about how they do things. Now, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that is. That's not doing what we've been doing. The, so the, my the only, only change my is only, all in. That, that's it. The so only that's, that's, that, and that's what came to my head. That's what came to my head. They're going to go all in this offseason. They're going to spend some money. They convinced Steven, forget that cap, dog. F the cap. Spend that money. We'll worry about the cap later. Pay Michael. Pay Michael. Spend money. We don't care. We don't care because. I believe it when I see it, bro. Like, like. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Like, you, when I say believe what I see, I'm talking about how they approach the offseason. You know, they 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 got us a little bit last year, so okay. maybe there's some building to it, right? They went out and traded for right. Cooks and traded for Gilmore. That's something that they don't right. normally do in offseason. So maybe they feel like we got to go an extra step further. Uh, but I'm not about to, y'all know, I'm not about to sit here and fake the funk to y'all. But We're going to have to get a breaking no. news. Cowboys do something crazy for me to be like, all right, here we go. Until then, it's kind of status quo. And the thing is, too, I, that probably could be in the draft. What if they trade the number one, the number two draft to go up and try to get like a a guard? So I feel like they need to invest in the offensive line. Sure. I feel like if our offensive, if you, the main focus should be offensive line. Don't nothing move. I feel like we don't need no wide receivers. Get running back, offensive line, and linebacker. That, that, that's that's what I feel. I feel like if those were airtight, we unstoppable. I don't want to see the Cowboys go out and get a wide receiver. What are you doing? What? We got Dak. Dak will work with anybody and make it happen. I don't care about that. He needs time in that pocket. If you looked at the Green Bay game, my man didn't get touched. Yeah, t- every time Dak has a great game, he's not touched. He's not. You're like, damn, ain't nobody get the Dak. Dak has moved move his legs a little bit, but other than that, he get time in that pocket, and he's picking everybody apart. That, Dak Prescott is that accurate. So 
that's what I want us to do. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say Super Bowl. I'm going to just be like, okay, whatever. But if they do go in, that'll raise my eyebrow. That that that'll be that'll be like Sky, you know, you know that 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 chick that you know what I mean? You're like, mm, mm, okay, side chick, okay, she trying to improve herself a little bit. I plead the fifth. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you. <laughs> hey, I don't know what he talking get about. Hey. <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you talking get about, dog. Hey, 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 hey! Yeah, it clicked in my head the moment I said it. I said, "Oh, oh, my bad, my bad." Nah, this what? ain't got nothing on Scott. Scott is not. What? Who? What? Where? Yeah, all right. <laughs> This is nothing to do with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only but side you know what I mean? I'm focused on with this job is the sideline. That's it. That's it. What's up with y'all, Ooh. man? Y'all, y'all always trying to get me in trouble over here, God dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see. That's not saying that we ain't going to tune in to see what's going on, but the excitement is not going to be there. I even think during the season, I don't care if we win 11, 12 games. If we go <laughs> undefeated, Sky, if we go undefeated, I'm not saying everybody, I'm not saying everybody is going to going to be like, whatever. A few people are going to change. Sure. But me, you, you know what I mean? We're going to be like, whatever. We don't care. It's NFC championship game or bust. That's what it is. If we don't go to the NFC championship game, we don't care. And that's the only way Mike and all these guys are going to keep their job. And, and here's the thing I know I've been long. I, what, what do you think we should do if Dan Quinn don't come back? And, and I, I like the Giants defensive coach. I yeah, like him. I listed a, a couple um, <clears throat> defensive coordinators last week. I think what they'll do is go in-house. That's just, just right now. It doesn't feel like they were going to go out, outside, but there's still time. But, yeah, I mean, he's one of the guys. Uh, talked about Jesse Menner, but I feel like he might follow Harbaugh. We'll see. Uh, and the reason why I bring up Jesse Menner is because he comes from the Mike McDaniel, Harbaugh. Those guys have figured out how to right. play well against this whole Shanahan type of tree. Um, Mike McDaniel right, is going right. to be head coach. Ain't nobody. Right. He's not going to take a lateral move. Uh, brought up Denard Wilson. He comes from Baltimore. There, there's some quality dudes out there. It's just a matter of can Jerry mm-hmm. roll out that red carpet and say, hey, I know it's a lame duck season, but this is a defensive coordinator job. This is the Cowboys. This is a great way for you to get your name out there, come coach this team to right. be an elite defense and, and get us over the hump, et cetera. So but my hope is that He'll the star and, and Jerry's can woo a guy over here. But what I feel like will happen, I feel like they'll just hire Joe Witt uh, um, and just roll with it. Mm. But what if, what if Dan takes him? That's the and and that's the thing I don't like about don't, what the Cowboys <clears throat> is doing right now. They're sitting back and waiting, and I'm right. like, you're waiting on Dan. You shouldn't do that now unless so, they've already got their list, and we just don't know about it. Like, I, I, it just feels like yeah. that to me. Like they're waiting to see what he's gonna do. Like for Joe Witt, um, it's very possible that Joe Witt could follow Dan if he says, "Hey, Joe Witt, I want you to be my DC." But that's about it. If, if Dan strikes out completely on having a defensive coordinator, or maybe he has a D.C. by name and he runs the defense because he's done that before, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then, then 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 maybe he brings Joe with if Joe If he offers it, I think Joe may take it. But that's only if Dallas doesn't offer him the position. We have to remember, Joe Witt is not right. a Dan Quinn guy. Uh, Joe Witt spent 11 yeah, seasons Mike with guy. Mike McCarthy. He only spent literally a half right. a season 
with Dan Quinn outside of Mike McCarthy. In fact, they interviewed right. Joe Witt for the defensive coordinator position before Dan. You know, so right. he's not really a Dan guy, but if he goes with Dan, it's because I think he says, hey, I want you to be my DC. If he says, hey, Joe, or hey, uh, yeah, Joe, I want you to come be my defensive backs coach, I feel like Joe would be like, nah, I'm good. Unless he gets okay. fired by Dallas. Right, exactly. And I, I, I don't see that happening. I think they hold him in high regard. I, I, don't, I don't think they just see him like we're firing him. I think they hold him in high regard. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, my boy, Scott. Yeah, you, just... you already know what it is, my boy. See, you about to make me have to pay for a sushi lunch again, bro. Come on, man. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> oh, a, a sushi lunch? A sushi hey, lunch, you bro. Might have Forget a sushi. Forget the sushi. Listen, man, take her to the steak spot. Let's put that whole hundo. And, you know, man, she'll be great. She deserves it, man. I'm Dollar just saying. Day coming up. If y'all take it to the steakhouse. If y'all start seeing, hearing some 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 things ruffling around here, just, yeah, <laughs> If y'all see me go to this, if y'all see me go to this, so y'all just start hearing, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame. Hey, hey, you you gonna blame it on me? But I'm letting you do. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me in the DM, Joe. It's your fault, man. Yo, you got <laughs> you got to explain to her what you was talking about. Like, yo, yo what? what's going on with you and Don Trail, man? All right, big dog, take it easy. All right, bro. First Don Trail, now a hundred grand. Y'all killing me, man. Y'all killing me. The Don Trail John was hilarious, though. <laughs> I will never, ever get over the Don Trail one. Classic. Absolute classic. And and now you upping it to steak. Now you got here and talking about steak. Come on, a hundred grand. Just cause you a hundred grand don't mean I'm sitting on a hundred grand right now. God dang. It is what it is, though. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right, uh, let's let's get back to this thing, man. Let's talk about Luke Schoolmaker. <laughs> Saw me in Oak Cliff, yeah. All right. Y'all crazy, man. Where are we at here? We talk about Luke. Second round pick. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if Foots is still in here. I don't know if Vach is still in here. Before we move on real quick. Before we move on. Who, who all watched the show, the draft show, and saw our reaction? I should have clipped it, but... And boy, they killed us, you know. Look, this is why, this is why when we do draft shows, live reactions, it's... It's not, we're not rooting it for these players or whatnot. You know, sometimes there's players on the board that we like. And if Dallas takes another player, it's like, all right, well, for me personally, not who I would have went with, but let's see what happens here. Let's figure it out. Go Luke Schoonmaker. Collectively, though, Botch here, me here, Foots here. Cowboys come to the podium. Second round pick. Cowboys select. Tight end Luke Schoonmaker. I'm not frozen. I'm just I'm just showing y'all how it. And then I think I did something like. Why? 
why? And then this is this is why I love Foots with like, okay, I right, look schoolmaker, you know, can block it. And we start breaking down Luke Schoolmaker, but I, I as you can I'm still speechless. My bad. I had a whole I'm still speechless. I spent all offseason telling y'all, talking to y'all. Are we good? Good tight end. What's all this tight end smoke for? Where's this coming from? Yeah, but Dalton Kincaid. Who need no Dalton Kincaid? Yeah, but 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 Mayor and Laporta. We don't need none of that. We talking about, especially in the first round. Yeah, but if you can get George Kittle in the first round and then Kelsey in the first round, wouldn't you have done it? They didn't go in the first round. You know where them dudes went? Third round, fourth round, fifth round. Whatever, right? Andrews and them boys. And you end up having one of them ones. So when they didn't take one in the first round, I said, thank goodness, man. It's just <laughs> that's that's out the way. Now let's get down to business. And they came and they took Luke. And, and immediately, you know. It's not Luke's fault. He should have never been picked there. I want to talk about... I didn't even really want one in the third, but if you want to talk about the third, you want to talk about day three, sure. Luke shouldn't have been picked there, man. Now you bring Luke on his team with these expectations that he just wasn't going to be able to hit near one. Tight ends take time, number one, right? Tight ends take time. Number two... What no way in hell he was beating out Jake Ferguson. Contrary to popular belief at the time, there were people who were out on Jake, which was mind-boggling to me. But there were. Let's be real here. Luke wasn't picked to be tight end two. You don't take a tight end in the second round to be a career backup. You don't do that. Fortunately, politics did not come into play. If politics came into play, we may not have seen the Jake Ferguson we've seen this year. Fortunately, they didn't come into play. And Jake was allowed to grow. And we'll get to him in a second. But let's also be honest real quick, y'all. Depending how quickly John Stevens recovers and develops, would it shock anyone? If he pushed Luke Schoolmaker, that's a real question I'd like for y'all to answer. This may have felt like a far-fetched conversation last year, but all jokes aside, would it have shocked, would it shock anyone if JSJ comes back ahead of schedule with the knee? I know TBD, we're just now hypothetically speaking here. And he starts showing some of the things. And okay, now John is up to two. What is he? Two, he's up to 230 and he's stronger. And would it shock you? I expect it to happen. Nope. You think they got in their place Ferguson 100%, Mike? You, you don't draft a tight end in the second round to not be tight end one. And that's one of the most, that was so frustrating about it. You had a guy, but whatever. Um, Anybody, anybody, would anybody be shocked 
if he pushed Luke. Now you going? I don't think he would have pushed. He's going to push Jake now, Marcus B. I don't think that would have been the case. Jake, Jake, see, what people forget, Jake was getting busy too on starters when John was doing this thing. I don't think it did that. J- we'll get to Jake in a second. Mm, that could be the case too, TC915. That could be the case. Politics. Basically what TC915 is saying, politics could get in the way of that. Oh, hell, no, no, no. We can't have the undrafted free agent getting tick over the second round pick. No, no, no. That 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 could be the case. Uh, I didn't think about that. Mm. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying, would you be shocked? Now, to again, not Luke's fault. Luke should have never been a second round pick. Luke did not come in as a as a as a receiving type guy. He was a big body, and this dude's a big dude, blocking tight end, older dude blocking young bucks, but it's what it is. Blocking tight end, still developing in a lot of areas, right? And um during I think it was the bye week, Lunda Wells talked about Luke Schoonmaker, and, and you could kind of even hear it in, in, in Luna. Luna was like, well, you know, got behind an eight ball with him, et cetera, et cetera. But here's Lunda Wells talking about the production or lack thereof from Luke Schoonmaker and, and what he had to continue to develop on. He tied in. Uh, in Schoonmaker? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we got behind the eight ball a little bit um, in the offseason uh, with the injury. Um, but, you know, since he's been able to get back on the grass, uh, he's – you know, continually gotten better. Some of the things that we've been emphasizing uh, in the run game, you know, it's, you know, playing with a little bit more play strength and uh, in the passing game, just being more decisive. Um, so we continue to work on that. And then also, you know, just the ball skills and uh, rackability. So um, he's, he's progressing. Um, hadn't had a ton of production. He's had some opportunities for some production in the passing game, obviously, as we all know. Um, but, you know, at some point in time down down in the near future, we're hoping to uh, make some hay on some of the stuff that we've been working on with them. Yeah, that, that production never really came, though. You know? Luke only had 14 targets on the season, eight receptions, 65 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> Jake Ferguson had that against the Packers. <laughs> he had all more than all of that against the Packers. That, that was it. That was it for basically your tight end two for majority of the season. But here's the most concerning statistic um, for Luke Schoonmaker, y'all. He was credited with four drops on 14 targets. Y'all know how bad that is? That's a 33% drop percentage. That is a god-awful. Now, <clears throat> I'd imagine that will regress to the mean i don't i don't think he's gonna be a career 33 percent you know you know drop guy but but that's pretty damn bad too damn bad that's pretty bad um and then just the way they it was so you know i I bring this up about the packer game why in the second possession in in the most important game again let me calm down second possession in the most important game you come out in 21 personnel You don't have Jake Ferguson out there. You have Luke Schoonmaker. And then you don't target C.D. Lamb on the deep route. You target Cooks, who, you know, that hasn't really been connecting. But why? This is this is a win-or-go-home game. Throwing Luke Schoonmaker out there for to be a, a distraction and not even a good one, in my opinion. 
Dak don't give a damn about Luke Schoolmaker. Had Fergie been there, though. Oh, he had to hit him right up the scene. So, again, this isn't Luke's fault. Luke should have never been drafted to this team. But he's here. And in year two, he is going to have to improve uh, because we talked about this 12 personnel set. This is going to be most likely. Now, we talked about the hypothetical, right, for JSJ. Most most likely, this is going to be your two tight ends. We're going to need now, and tight ends take time, right? But we're going to need him to show some improvement, and we're going to need him to really, the most important thing here is to gain trust so we can, we can then have a legitimate 12 personnel package. Yep. We're going to need that from you, bro. Because the one dude I ain't worried about, the one dude that makes this whole entire room go and really saved the Dallas Cowboys front office ass is this man, Jake Ferguson. Freaky Ferg. Ferg is the word. They call him Jake Hurdleson. I like that one too. He saved their ass. You want to know why I talk about them stumbling into a bright future? It's because he wasn't, in my opinion, now this is Sky's opinion. You can say I'm wrong, it's fine. I don't think he was supposed to be the guy. They didn't want him to be the guy. You don't draft a tight end in the second round to not be the guy. Well, guess what? Jake said, take that second round pick, turn that some sideways, and stick it straight up, you candy ass. Jake is tight end one. Jake was tight end one. This should have never even been a debate. He had a breakout season. And for real, if you break down the season, he had a breakout season when he was, he was basically an outlet guy. Now he got he got targeted up the seam and things like that, but I I don't even know if he for real, for real was viewed as what I think he should have been viewed as. And we'll get to that in a second. Here's Jake Ferguson's season. 81 receptions, and this is including the playoffs. 854 yards, eight touchdowns. He finished in the top 10 in receptions, yards, touchdowns, yak per reception. That's something that he's one of the best in the league at at the position, getting yards after the catch. Total yak yards. He forced the second most missed tackles. Had a passer rating of 118 when targeted. And what I mean by if he had been used in a particular way, in the way I'm talking about, the Kittles, the Andrews, the Kelseys, that's how Jake should be viewed moving forward. I'm not saying he's the first by the Hall of Famer. I'm not saying all that. And yes, he had more receptions than a Kittle. But what I'm getting at is he is now <clears throat> and should be, and we talked about this during the season, it was Lamb, Fur, Cooks, Lamb, Cooks, Fur, whatever order. It didn't, it didn't matter at the point. But Jake has to be going into 2024. I know we got C.D. Lamb, but guess what? We got Jake Ferguson, too. Yeah, but Scott, C.D. Lamb is, you know, top three out of his position. 
Jake top five, in my opinion, at his position. Yep. You can no longer, in my opinion, use the tight end as, you know, oh, oh well, he's just a part of. Nah, man. Jake has proven to be a feature guy. Jake has proven to be a guy that can uh, be a mismatch, that can be, be a problem week in, week out. And he got that, as y'all love to say, dog. Stop playing with this man. J Jake was like the only damn one, right? Who came out early and said, man, the Packers. And when things got down and obviously almost out, it was Dak and Jake who connected three times in the end zone. Well, Scott, he had a lot of drops. Did he, though? Yeah, he had his five drops. You know who had more? Kelsey, Kittle, Laporta, Ingram, and Joku. Well, they, well Scott, they, they got more targets. Hmm. Laporta, Joku, and Kittle had a higher drop percentage, so that takes into account their targets. Jake has some of the best hands. I labeled it the other, uh, I think it was over in the offseason. I think he has the best hands on the team. Jake is your best contested ball thrower. How he did not get used in the red zone more is mind-boggling to me. This is an easy 10-touchdown season for Jake if he is featured in the red zone. So when I say they stumbled into a bright future, you can say, you can combat me and say, well, they drafted him in the fourth round. You're right. And had they moved forward with the understanding that, hmm, we got our all-time tight end in the third. We got our reliable tight end in the fourth. Damn it, the dude we drafted in the fourth showed something his rookie year. You know what? That's our guy. Had they won... With that approach, you're not taking a tight end in the second round. There's no way. They took that tight end to be tight end one, and he will never be that as long as number 87 is healthy. Point blank, period. So that's what makes me question, like, what are we seeing? What is the plan in the offseason in that room? How do you miss this? Y'all get paid to do this 365. How did you miss this? If you wanted a blocking tight end so damn bad, go sign one. And then draft a developmental one later. That's my little rant on it. That's my rant on it, man. But Fer Ferg is that dude. I think Ferg, he has a potential next year to supplant some of those top guys uh with them aging and things like that and you could argue hmm, might have been better than one of them but maybe it's too early i don't know all i'm saying is i think he's a top five type of tight end and they have to start using him that way next year ferg is your second option in the passing game mm -hmm. we'll see what Lunda, you know, if he has any juice to go to Shoddy and go to McCarthy and say, hey, you can't be looking at this dude as just our third guy in the progression now or, or progressions, but third guy or fourth guy or whatever. Nah, 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 nah. C.D. Lamb, Jake Ferguson, everybody else will eat off of that. 
Tom viewing it. Joe, I saw you hop up in here. What's good, Joe? Joe Sandberg, for those who don't. Hey, so I was actually looking, and the fact that Jake Ferguson didn't get into the Pro Bowl is just criminal. That is what it is. Uh, Laporta deserved, you know, Laporta had a historical uh, rookie season, and, and, um, you know, it is what it is. No big deal. Ferg is him. We know he's him. Right, and the thing you're talking about, Ferg, that he gave you something that we had not been able to, you can even never try to do with Schoonmaker. With Ferg, you could actually do tight end screens if you wanted to. Yeah, they tried. We 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 just didn't execute screens well um, after the first like four games of the season. I, I don't know what happened to our screen game; it just dec- got decimated. But they tried. But I think they could try better. I would one hundred percent bite some of these tight end screens I see around the league for sure. They used to be good at it though. Yeah. Well, and I was looking through just in some of my uh, my pre draft notes. When it comes like to like, I'd rather take instead of Schoon. You had your potential answer after Biotish to take Juice Grugs right there to have your center. Oh well, that issue would have been solved. You would have had an opportunity to take a, any linebacker you wanted to, and you don't have another issue necessarily for this upcoming year. Yeah, uh, and if you wanted a blocking chat, tight end that bad, was the day three or UDFA? Now go ahead, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, that, that's it. No, no, no. That's keep going, Joe. Keep bit. going, Joe. I was trying to see when yeah. that. Uh, when I think his name is Henley. Is that his last name? Yeah. The yeah. Kid Henley from went Washington. The third. He won the third. Okay. Okay. How did he do this year? You could have got Trenton Simpson also. That he's playing for the Ravens. Ravens for the Ravens. Yeah. And if you really want to, there was still receivers to be had as well. You could have had a Cedric Tillman. Hey, you could have even had Tank Dale if you wanted to have another another speed guy to go with Brandon Cooks. Sure, sure. 100%. I, I usually try not to go back like that, but it's hard not to do it with that second-round pick. Even if you didn't like the first round pick, you understood that. Hey, man, we had a, we had a huge hole stop in the run. You know, you get a run stop in DT. Just don't ask him to lose ninety pounds, and and you see where we can go from there. But it, it was inexcusable to me to to take a tight end in the second round, and that's what makes me go back and say, well, shit, what, what else could you have had there that you you needed in a sense and could have developed? Even if you develop Luke, Luke at best on this squad is tight end two. That's it. And remind me how old Luke is again. <laughs> um, Luke is old as me, dog. You know, he's like 25, I think. 26, something like that. I'm not 25, 26. The joke was, but anyway, yeah, he's old. Man, this is, uh, we, we, we can't afford to keep on doing this episode, especially with this is that it could take a while to develop that. But if you're going to let him develop, let him be a younger. All I ask is just let him be a younger dude. That's all I ask. All I ask. I hear you, Joe. 
Appreciate it. That's all I ask. Bang. <laughs> Brother Elf. Joe. NFL Draft. That's it. What position you want me to cover? Trip? Let me grow up here. I'm guessing you mean center. We we did it, Trip. You gotta go back in um what was it, Monday's episode? We did offensive line on Monday, running backs Tuesday, and today tight end. So yeah, re- revisit the the offensive line discussion. I was I'm definitely uh 100% in on getting a center. Yeah. I'm once again at that at that point. Now we ain't, I haven't gotten to the drafts and things like that or free agency, but I don't care how you do it, when you do it, you 100 percent need to upgrade that position. I don't think you bring back uh Tyler Biotish. It's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh in general. Now we'll break it down even more. We'll, we'll, once again, we'll be doing um offensive line reviews for the draft with Foots. Our first position we're actually gonna discuss. It's not even a position, it's actually the game. Senior bowl. We'll be discussing that. So maybe there's a center there we'll be talking about. Um, but once we do our on the clock series, one of my favorite parts of the offseason, we'll be talking about O-line. I'm pretty damn sure a center will be up there. 100%. Uh, yes, sir, bands. We will be doing linebackers. So I, what I don't want to do is just, I can't. I don't want to say bore y'all to death, but today's the last uh, episode of Hindsight this week. Uh, I'll give you guys a bit of what I'm going to be doing the next two days. We're going to be breaking down our free agents. And we'll be talking about, you know, those guys. And then next week, we'll be running this rate back with a different position group. Um, I know linebackers is definitely a hot one. Maybe we'll start off with that. Uh, We still got a couple position groups on offense. We got to finish up with wide receivers, quarterbacks, and um, we'll see how we mix it up. But linebacker is such a such a a big deal that I I might. We'll see what we'll do. I I might do that. And I might bring on a Koye to talk about it. Mm hmm. Might do it. Um, but yeah, the next two days, I think we're going to be talking about our impending free agents. We got, uh, Pat on tomorrow. So we'll get Pat kind of giving us more insight on what happens. Maybe with these coaches, what happens with free agents, et cetera. And, um, you know how we do scientific method. Y'all still going in on Willie T says, we know the 2022 draft was McCarthy and Quinn, not a Will McClay. Possibly. I, you know, I wish I would have. Rec- I, I want to say record because maybe Will wouldn't have said some of the things, but I dropped the ball, y'all. I pulled a Peyton Hender shot. I had a chance to to link with Will McClay at camp like last year, two years ago. And I, and I, and I should have I should have pressed that relationship a little bit harder so we can maybe try to get a, get an interview with Will McClay or something. I, I don't know if he would have spilled his guts, but. I'm of the belief, and I'm going to stand on this, man. Will is an aide. Will is an advisor. He obviously has, a, the, I think he's a pro player personnel, vice president, whatever. Will, you know, runs the scouts and all that. I don't think he pulls the triggers, man. They trust his voice and all that. A lot of fans who ain't really, really paying attention, they say, oh, he's the general manager. I don't believe it. I'm, I'm going to stand on that ten toes down. I just believe he's a trusted advi- advisor. General managers aren't trusted advisors. So was it a McCarthy Quinn draft? Possibly. Because but what they ask you to do is, hey, go find me this style of tight end and rank them on your board. Go find me this style of, of linebacker or this style of this and that 
put them on your board. And now everybody gets the question. You know, we saw the famous video that dropped Bergeron, Mozzie, and here's my opinion and things like that. So he obviously has a voice. I'm not saying he does not. I'm not saying he's not culpable in this, right? Like he, he has a voice. Um, but I just wonder if he was ever to just get full reins on everything. Because I don't know if y'all listen to Will, and if you've talked to people that have been around him, Will McClain for the boy. Mm -mm. That attitude we talk about that we want in this organization, Will for real got it. But see, he's not the head. He's got to answer to somebody too. He's got to abide by the rules that he's given too. But I wouldn't say this is some likable personality type dude. Uh, he used to coach, what was it the Desperados or something like that? Ran that whole organization. He had no nonsense guy. But but he he's not hiring the coach. <laughs> Y'all think he's doing that? He's not signing the paychecks. Hey, well, here's a list of the the type of guys we want. Go find me the best available. That's what we'll do, man. I'm just, just keeping it being. Just keeping it being. I meant to read y'all supers earlier. My apologies, uh, Toxic, because some of these aren't going to make any sense. Um, but Toxic dropped one earlier and said, Super chat. The only change will be a rise in ticket prices. Damn. You're probably right. You're probably on to something right there. Um, and Charlie G dropped five earlier. Appreciate you. Super chat. And said Dallas will go all in. Da oh, Dallas has to go all in. They need running back, linebacker, wide receiver, defensive tackle. Everything else can get in the draft, but they got to hit free agency hard. If not, same old same. Yeah. I, you know, I love the off season because I love team building, but I hate that we have to do it so early. But yeah, there, there are definitely, once we get into the free agency primer, which do a little bit of that next week mixing in with this once we get into the free agency primer it's options out there man there, there there's once again there are ways that dallas can push the chips all in they can take a look at that seven deuce hand grow some cojones i say that right and push the chips all in like they got aces and maybe the pressure will do that i don't know Will they do it, though? I don't got the confidence that they will, but we're going to talk about some of the cat boy criterias, the guys that they will definitely, the types, maybe not the exact player, but the types that they will be looking at. And then we're going to talk about the guys that I'm interested in. It ain't quite cat boy, but you can make that move, and I think it'll make your team better. Yep. <laughs> Jeremy Sprinkle coming home. Stop. Stop it. Do one more. Uh... All right, we're good to go. All right, once again, tomorrow we'll have Pat on and we're going to be talking about our own free agents and why I don't think the list is as daunting as it may seem. There's only like 14 or 15 free agents, something around, something around there. And I don't, I don't think it's a daunting list at all. But we're going to break it down, I think, into two different days. And then on Friday, it'll be kind of a mixture of that and Fan Friday, talking to y'all, taking phone calls, possibly some, um, some mailbag. We'll see how we'll handle it. But we're officially full-blown into offseason. Catboy versus Durag Sky. 
man, they 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 be calling the uh, security on me, dog. Y'all know the y'all know the gif or the meme where Cuba Gooding Jr. is walking out the building and he's smirking like that be me. What you doing, this guy? I just told him what it is. Just told him what it is, man. Appreciate y'all for coming through as always. Like I say, it, this is this is the time where it's the de- cowboy degenerates. Not even diehards no more. You know what I mean? We, we, we're beyond diehards. We're past that. Y'all here, y'all rocking. I appreciate y'all, Bomb Squad. Let me go ahead press this button. If I can find it. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Thank you, Miss Jackie. <laughs> it's a violation, brother L. Cuff me. Oh, Dro knows. I know you peeped the Netflix thing with the WWE. That's going to be pretty uh, interesting next year. 100%. Of course, Stephen Jones is comfortable, INC. That's, that's one of the problems. These dudes are comfy. They have no fear of losing their job. Thus, skeptical on the all in. All right, we out of here. Love y'all. Peace. Yeah, I might be needing some recommendations. I, I know Keith Lee is coming down here, but bunk Keith Lee. I might need some recommendations on where to take Michelle now, y'all. Thanks a lot, 100 grand. Sawgrass pretty decent. This is, this is my wife right now. Fuck <laughs> 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 <laughs>